0: family from the heart podcast episode number 84
1: hi this is paul young author of the shack and you're listening to cliff and stephanie and family from the heart
0: everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft.
1: I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft.
0: We're here this week to give you a lot of skipping music, it seems like. <laughs> Actually, no, we're here to share what's going on in our family from the heart, just sharing the things that are uh, important to us, discussions that are happening around Family related things and also uh, we occasionally throw in a movie review. Occasionally. Occasionally we throw in a movie review and that's what we're going to do today is I just want to start things off with a movie review. This week I had the unfortunate experience <laughs> of going to a movie by myself.
1: Why is that unfortunate? Because I don't
0: know. I, I like to go to a movie with you or a friend but I don't know. I You're felt such a girl. I, I felt like I was all alone.
1: I enjoy movies by myself. Do you really? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I enjoyed not having to share my popcorn. I bet. <laughs> I actually ordered a smaller popcorn this time instead of getting the big huge good gigantic job. large bag, which by the way I never get the movie theater butter, so but uh just dry popcorn, but yeah, anyway. I I I had a good time, but the movie that I went and saw was the special <laughs> press screening for the movie 2012. Yes. Which is coming out this weekend.
1: Yes. Tomorrow, right?
0: Tomorrow, I believe. I anyway, uh people ask me you know cliff what'd you think of the movie what'd you think of the movie and my review is i'm glad i saw the movie i would not be glad to pay money to see the movie all right okay i would not mind spending a dollar at the red box and watching it at home on my big screen tv right and matter of fact when it does come out i'd be interested in you watching it with me why why why
1: no i'm I'm asking why, why would you watch it again if it's not
0: if it's not a movie that I'd pay you know thirty well, no, bucks for I, no. us to go see
1: no, I get that absolutely no okay I get the not wanting to spend you know the
0: it's good it's got enough value in the story uh, and, okay. and and everything for for it to be an enjoy i mean it it's kind of like would you would you national treasure? You remember I loved
1: we, the National Treasure. You loved, that,
0: that's you loved that movie, right? Uh huh. Okay, but that's not necessarily a movie that's worth going to spend thirty-five bucks on, right? It's a it's a movie you rent and sit down and enjoy. Oh, it at was home. a
1: family movie, so okay. But there, you
0: get you see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah.
0: It's not a movie you want to go and okay. spend all the money on all movie right. tickets. And, well,
1: I'll save you a dollar. I really have no desire to see that movie. Okay. I mean, it just it
0: just right. looks
1: like one I've seen already.
0: It is with
1: different actors. And it
0: is, it is. Uh, so, if you guys have ever seen the movie Independence Day, it's actually, I think, the same director or something like that of, of that movie. Uh, look at how official and professional right, I you do have my no movie, idea. movie reviews. But I, I saw something about something of uh, you know from you know that Independence I've ne- Day.
1: I've never actually seen Independence Day. Oh, really? Um, the movie I think of when I think of a movie just like it that I've seen before is The Day After Tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, with Dennis Quaid and jake gyllenhaal i think anyway that's it's how many destroy the earth i mean i get there's the significance behind the date and and all of that right but um you know also with 2012 coming up do i really need that paranoia entered into you know introduced into my life i I don't think so
0: well it it is one of those movies that is just like any other movie you've got the end of the world and (laughs) and there's going to be this cataclysmic thing you know is is it global warming is it this is it that um it's that it is that same genre of movie the i the one thing i will say is that if this movie were billed as a parody of those movies okay this would be an excellent movie i'd give it a five out of five because in my opinion this movie was a parody of those movies
1: hilarious
0: um, and by parody, I mean, like, you know, just making fun of how ridiculous those other movies are. Right. All right. That. But at the same time, this I think this was built to be in line with one of those other movies.
1: Absolutely. I think that that's what.
0: I'm... Yeah. So the, the thing is, um, the movie, the special effects were amazing. Mm-hmm. It looked gorgeous. It was really cool to watch it. Obviously, completely 100% you know computer animated obviously right. the, the, the world... whole
1: movie's fabric i mean the whole thing is
0: exactly but i want to tell you there the there were scenes where one of the main characters is all some of the main characters are always escaping their demise mm-hmm. you know this this one family is always escaping their demise
1: cuz that's realistic exactly <laughs> i'm sorry
0: and and it is sometimes it is so over the top and you're, you, it's one of those things where you're supposed to be on the edge of your seat, but everybody in the theater was sitting there laughing out loud at how ridiculous it right. was. I mean, it's like, nobody was like cheering. It's like, yay, they made it. Right. It wasn't like, oh my gosh. It, was, it wasn't like, <gasps> it wasn't like that. It's just like, <laughs> I can't believe that. Yeah. Right. And I mean, people were screaming out loud.
1: I love that fake laugh. You just yeah. did. You that. like that? Yeah.
0: It's like, I mean, every, I mean, it's as though everybody kind of just shouted, whatever, whatever, whatever. Right? And, and it's, I mean, the, the usually with a movie like this, they try to draw you in and make it believable and, and connect you. And, and, and what's weird is. They, they took this movie that's high suspense and high of this, and, and, and they did these amazing special effects, but they did it in such a way that it, it is completely ridiculously impossible. And I'm talking about, I mean, if you see the movie, you're going to find out. I mean, this is ridiculous. Right. I mean, I've, I, I mean, it was insulting one's intelligence to actually believe that this even could be remotely true. Uh, th- these action sequences okay and so if anybody saw this movie you would know what i'm talking about and, but yet at the same time it's funny it's like yeah that th- i love this th- i i'm i'm along for the thrill i'm enjoying these action scenes knowing that this is ridiculous you right. know this this I, I think that's pretty cool You know, they did, it looked great. All right. But totally unviable. But at the same time, they tell this love story. And, and not necessarily a love story, love story, but there, there's this relationship that's going on. And it talks about people who are, who are, who are, um, you know, you know, a a dad reconnecting with his son, you know, after not being there his entire adult life. Okay. I mean, and, uh, you know, just, how touch you know it's supposed to be really touching and emotional and you're supposed to be emotional and and you can't be because this movie is so ridiculous that that you are. i mean you don't buy into any of this crap okay i mean that so it's like it had to it it, there's this one scene where there's a chicken and i'm not going to give anything away by this but there's this one scene with the chicken And when, you know, this chicken is about ready to, to get its head cut off. And there's a point, point where you think this chicken would be like, you know, going all crazy and stuff like that. But eventually, you know, it's just sitting there waiting. And then out of nowhere, this person says something and the, and the chicken like does this like little head turn, huh? Like that is like. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was. And everybody cracks up laughing. It was so over the top, ridiculous. I swear, I thought I was watching a parody.
1: That's hilarious.
0: I okay. did think I was watching a parody, but at the same time, it wasn't built as a parody. And and they tried to pull off some of the other emotionally, you know, you know. Let's see well, if we can get a tear. You can't have both. You can't. You can't have both. And so I I give this movie a t- a one point five out of five. All right. But if you are looking for a total popcorn muncher movie, this is a movie for you. and okay. if if you like special effects and you like you know just just you know taking special uh, special effects to the next level, and if you enjoyed Independence Day, the day after tomorrow, the asteroids that destroy us all, I mean, if you like <laughs> those all of those movies, this you're gonna enjoy this movie. But understand that it it's actually funnier than anything I've seen as when it comes to this genre. Okay. So I actually laughed. I enjoyed the movie, but it was so over the top, ridiculous that I felt like I can't give this a great rating. My my overall opinion: Don't spend money to see this movie in the theater. Wait till it's in the Red Box or Netflix. In the it. Red
1: Box, okay. Very good.
0: Which, by the way, this podcast is not sponsored by no. Netflix, nor is it sponsored by Redbox.
1: <laughs> not at all. All right.
0: So that's my review.
1: I, I'm I'm okay that I missed that one. Yeah. Absolutely. Can we give an update on a review you gave back in the summer? Yes. Now that I've seen the movie?
0: Which is that?
1: Transformers 2.
0: Oh, yes. we can We can do that.
1: You were really hard. You were really hard on the movie. Yes. And as a result, we didn't take Matthew to see it. Right. Which was all the kid wanted. Yeah. I mean, pre- I'm pretty sure we like crushed his little heart when we told him he couldn't go see it. Well, um, when it came out on DVD, we we rented it as a family and um, sat down and watched it. We explained, or you explained that. Um, well, no, we explained because you had filled me in that there was um, a lot of language, and um, which I'm pretty sure is all we explained to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you were really hard on the movie. And as a result, I mean, I just went on what you were saying and I said that I was upset that they would make it this way and then target all the toys for my kids. And, you know, I'm not saying that you were wrong in your review. OK, I'm not.
0: I still okay. stand by my review. I
1: know. Absolutely. As you should be. And um, so I am not saying that you are wrong. There is a lot of language. There is some um, sensuality parts in it um obviously you have the drug reference you know um early on which those things the sensuality and the drug reference matthew doesn't catch up on i okay he he doesn't
0: i understand that okay. so, so the I fact know, that he were, doesn't catch up on it catch in catch catch on to it no
1: it doesn't make it okay for it to be in the movie okay but I just want to say that I enjoyed the movie. Okay. Very much. Okay. Um, we've now seen it more than one time. Uh huh. We actually now own the movie.
0: Matthew owns the movie.
1: Matthew owns the movie. Yes. All right. And, um, but, so I, I, I liked it. Okay. okay. It, I, I, I'm not saying that I disagree with your review, I still think that it was. Right for us to wait until it was out to let our kids view it. And that way we could have those discussions and and all those things. But here's what I want to bring up is a comparison to another movie that you recorded on Dish on Demand and let our children watch. (laughs) Okay. No, not only let our children watch, let them watch without you present. Because you turned it on and then came back to work.
0: I have never seen that movie before. And I figured. Okay.
1: Word to the wise movie with Eddie Murphy. You don't turn it on and let your kids <laughs> watch it without parental supervision. You were so, up there. Exactly. I was up there. I had to be the one to turn the TV off. And they're like, but dad said we could watch it. I'm like, well, dad doesn't know the guys on this show. He's on the movie. I'm sorry. It, I'm, I'm going to be very. I'm going to tell it how it is. Okay?
0: <laughs> you can't use any language.
1: I'm not. There's a lot of language, a lot more language than was in Transformers 2. Okay. Okay. Um, He refers to his penis, but does not use the word penis many times. Our children thought that was quite hilarious and had discipline because they wouldn't stop saying the word over and over and over and over again. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, I love being the bad guy. It is my favorite part of my job. Um... And then there is one point where the character wakes up in bed with three women. So okay, come on, Cliff, help me out here a little bit.
0: I had no clue. I I understand. I, okay, were you not your out first there?
1: clue, your first clue should have been Eddie Murphy. Okay, should have been your first clue.
0: <laughs> By the way, we're uh, talking about
1: the Nutty Professor. Yeah,
0: we're talking about the Nutty Professor. I'm thinking. Cliff? I remember. I, I thought it was like that whole Flubber movie. You know, that's what I thought this was. No. <laughs> oh gosh
1: no it um well no <laughs> it's right. not so um can't
0: <laughs> i, I had no clue is not a strong defense club well i were you not were you not up there did you not? i was up there because w- and i turned it from off. the time that i turned it on till the time i came downstairs there was nothing to be concerned about in that movie and there, then
1: you left the room and it went well
0: crazy. I I should have turned it off. I, I it guess. was
1: it was. There's a lot of language. There is a lot of um, adult themes. Adult okay. theme. Yeah, it's an adult movie.
0: Okay, yeah. I had no clue.
1: And there was a lot of crude behavior. Just that um, the kids think is funny, but it's not something that I welcome around my dinner table. And so, therefore, I don't want them viewing it on television. All
0: right, <laughs> but you're okay with them watching Transformers.
1: I I am okay with them watching Transformers. All right. That's I am. Cool. Um, and you know, maybe I'm wrong in that. I don't, I,
0: I'm not going to say you're wrong. I I know you're not. I don't completely disagree with you. I I mean, here, here's my feeling. I don't want to, I don't want to put our kids in a bubble now. I I, I want our kids to understand, uh, um, our values and our principles. Uh, but the fact is, is that, uh, we don't let our kids watch family guy but our daughter our, our all three of our kids can quote everything that happens in every episode of family guy because our daughter hears it from a friend at school so mm-hmm. i am not going to forbid her from ever seeing family guy because i want her to be able to uh, you know i even even talked about you or we have talked about this as a family that we're going to sit down and watch some episodes right. together so we can say hey this is let's talk about whether why or not we this don't
1: watch why don't
0: we watch right. the show why is this not funny You know, and actually, why is some of this funny? But would it be funny if people were saying this about you?
1: You know, right now we're letting Megan watch Glee, but we we preview all of those all of those episodes to make sure that they're okay. And there have been a couple that we didn't let her watch. Right. So um, which was funny because this morning I was driving her to school and um, Don't Stop Believin' by Journey came Uh on the radio and she's singing word for word, you know, every line. And I said, how do you know this song? And she said, I don't know. Glee, mommy. It was on Glee. <laughs> so um anyway, introducing our kids to some awesome music. Um Yeah, we I just think that we need to be yeah, we just need to be more careful. Right. Yeah.
0: So anyway, that that's that's our, our little bit of a movie review section. But didn't of I, I also Hi- but
1: didn't I ask you not to leave that on before you came down?
0: I don't yeah. remember you saying that. Otherwise I wouldn't have done that. Okay. So, All right. I apologize. Will those... you forgive me for doing that? I will. Right. I will.
1: But it was, it was not fun for a while upstairs. Yeah. On uh, was that Monday? I don't know. I think it was Monday. It doesn't matter. But yeah, because you went to the movie on Tuesday. So yeah. It was Monday. Anyway, right. so there, there you have it. You just have to, just because it looks like a family movie doesn't mean that it is a family right. movie. Got it. And just because it's animated doesn't mean that it's for kids.
0: Exactly. All right. So anyway. Uh, Very, very crazy stuff happening in the entertainment world here in the Ravenscraft household, Mm -hmm. for sure.
1: Absolutely. All
0: right. So, went to church this weekend, and you had nursery duty. I did. All right. We
1: had one child.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, in In, the nursery. Yeah. So, anyway, this week's sermon topic was a very interesting topic, and I figured it would be a great topic and then some of the main points of the sermon I thought would be great for topic here on Family from the Heart. And so I wanted to share that with you. And by the way, we are... I, I think the series that... There's a four-part series. And it's called Four Easy Steps to, to Wreck Your Life. Mm-hmm. All right. And the sermon for this past weekend, the title was Five Easy Steps to Commit Adultery. So... Uh, the whole purpose of of the talk here was to talk about the statistics of the amount of men, uh, or I'm uh, sorry, amount of people who are involved in affairs. Okay, you know, married people who have an affair, an adulterous relationship outside of their marriage. All right, and uh, the statistics. He he. I, I don't have. I didn't write down all the statistics, but he shared a shocking number, and he says, and when it comes to adultery. When it comes to Christians, he gave the statistic and and he said something that just blew my mind. He said, so what that means is that there are several people in here who are either either having an adulterous relationship or are about to. Mm -hmm. And I'm like... Really, and I mean, and and, and, and I mean, yeah. I, I so whether or not I mean, just st- because
1: a statistic is one out of three doesn't mean that the two people next to you. you I know. know,
0: yeah, I, I understand right. that, but but still, statistically speaking, the likelihood is yeah. is there. And and well, so, no, I
1: I think you you I was saying that just because you're sitting in a room, you know, just because you're sitting inside your your church, your congregation, doesn't mean that everyone in there. Is exempt from that statistic.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what. That's what. But, I mean. Yeah, but he. But the point is, is that you would think that among Christians who quote unquote subscribe to a certain set of values of right and wrong and stuff like that, that they would me, maybe be a little bit more uh, apt to avoid some of these things. Okay. And 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 the statistics say, well, while there is a decrease in the um, the percentage that that are, uh, the statistics are still high and 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 alarming. Mm -hmm. and one of the other things that he made a point is to think you know if you're sitting here thinking oh well I can just check out I don't need to listen to this sermon uh because I'll I mean I have a great marriage and that that that's never been an issue never will be an issue if you think that you need to listen up absolutely because this this is something that not nobody actually says hmm I plan on one day, you know, getting involved in an adulterous repair and an adulterous affair. And so, uh, it is something that I think men and women both need to be cautious of. And, and I mean, not cautious in the way that it's like, Oh, I can't, I need to avoid the opposite sex altogether. But, uh, you do need to be on, I I think it's, it's good to bring exposure to some of the things I think that lead to these kind of relationships. Mm -hmm. So in, in our typical style at Watermark or in their typical style, they said, okay, well, you know, if you want to have an adulterous relationship, here's five easy steps. Right. All right. So they, they kind of do that whole reverse psychology kind of deal. So step number one is neglect your marriage. All right. Neglect, you know, and basically this is um, neglecting your marriage. There are a couple ways of looking at that. One is to avoid intimacy and become roommates. Mm -hmm. And Stephanie, you and I have been married for how long now?
1: Thirteen and a half years.
0: Thirteen and a half years. And during the 13 and a half years, have we become, had we ever got to the status where in our relationship with one another that we were just roommates? Yes. Absolutely. Are we there now? No. All right, good.
1: <laughs> I'm so
0: glad that she answered that one that way.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Let, let me think about it. No, no we're not. Um, we learned some very valuable lessons six, seven years ago. Yeah. That um, kind of brought us out of that.
0: Yeah. Was that the family life marriage weekend? Do we remember yeah, kind of Yeah, the first deal? one. Yeah. The first one.
1: Yeah. It was good. It it, it It um. It revolutionized our marriage. It reawakened it. It um. It was amazing.
0: Yeah. And
1: then we went again the next year, and I was pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, it had worked.
0: (laughs) Exactly. So so the whole idea is, if you you avoid intimacy, and let me tell you something that can really kill the intimacy in the marriage is uh, child centered parenting. Child-centered parenting where, all, you know, he, uh, you need to get the kids out of the bed. You know, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, just, absolutely. Put the kids in don't be the, sorry.
1: Yeah. Don't I be know, sorry about sorry. that.
0: Yeah, I'm not. No. You get the kids out of the bed. Uh, put the kids in bed. Lock the door. Grab yourself some <laughs> candles. You know, I mean, seriously, yeah. uh, get away. You know, don't neglect this area. Do not neglect this this physical intimacy in your marriage because if you do you will become roommates and when you become roommates some other issues will happen and you'll be tempted to do some of the other things that you uh, you if you want to have an adulterous affair affair you'll it'll lead well, to Well when those. you
1: just become a roommate with your spouse you look for that admiration and that attention somewhere else Exactly. I mean you you will look for it somewhere else not just um Not just accept it, you'll go looking for it. Right, right. So, And that's dangerous.
0: Another way that you can neglect your... I'm not
1: looking at the notes, so if I went ahead, I'm sorry. You're
0: fine. I mean, (laughs) we'll we'll get to that point. But uh, uh, another way that you can neglect your marriage is to let your body go. Yeah. You know, and and I think that obviously you and I both, I think, would admit that after we got married, we both kind of let our body go.
1: Well, I think even before then, Mm -hmm. honestly, I think that once we had... um, We'd started dating once it became serious. I pretty much, you know, it was just why bother anymore? Really? Yeah, it was. It, it didn't matter yeah. as much to me.
0: And and the important thing that I've learned uh, in, in. And then
1: you asked me to marry you and I'm like, hey, I got him. I don't have to do anything.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the one of the things that I learned is that. A, a a woman desires to be pursued. Mm-hmm. You know, she she desires to ha- to be rescued, and and all this other stuff that I've learned. Uh, you know, but and and when I let myself go, I'm all of a sudden saying, you know, I don't need to worry about getting you anymore. I've got you. You're a possession. Blah blah blah. I I mean, I know that we would never say these words, but but the, in essence, that's what.
1: But your actions say those. Our
0: actions speak these things, right. and. And so neglecting your marriage that's the first major step towards an adulterous affair mm-hmm. okay the second one uh if the second step towards an adul- adulterous affair is to enjoy common interests and form an emotional bond with someone else now this does not this doesn't just have to be uh you know like oh let's go out for a romantic dinner with somebody else I'm talking about you know is there a place somebody at work is there somebody at church right you know if all of a sudden your wife and yourself you your spouse and yourself you guys are like roommates you know you guys have no physical intimacy in your marriage at all you know the the kids are always at you and you're working you non-stop and you guys don't have time for for intimacy and you know you're you're at each other's throat you there are so many expectations that you have for one another you don't have time to that nobody everybody kind of just gives up on meeting each other's expectations and then all of a sudden you you walk out of the house and you go and you meet with somebody and they start appreciating you like saying hey i saw that project that you worked on wow that was awesome Mm -hmm. you know you, you did a great job just a. A li- all of a sudden you start sharing an emotional bond with somebody who who kind of just encourages you and you know lifts you up and and takes interest in what you're doing you know because and and I will tell you that was a big struggle for me I, you know I worked my butt off and all this stuff and I know it was a big struggle for you you're sitting here working all day at the house and you were hoping that I would notice some of the things that you were doing right I wasn't
1: really sitting here working at the house all, all right. day.
0: Well, you were at the okay. You were hoping that I would notice some of the things that you were making and understanding. Uh, you know, hoping that, in spite of the fact that not everything is done the way that it maybe you would like it to be, or even that I would like it to be, the fact is is that you've done hard work today, and you want to, you would like for me to come home and recognize that and acknowledge how hard you've worked. Whereas I've been working all day, and I just want to come home and and veg out. And you're like, I just wish you would just be more involved and help me out because I've been working all day. And I'm like, I wish you would just understand how much I've done for this family at work. And and this this whole, you know, living... I think
1: this is one we still struggle with. Yeah. I, I, I honestly do. Yeah. I think that because when it, it hits a certain time in this house, we're fried. I mean, both of us are. Yeah. And it's pretty much right around, you know, 5 o'clock, 5.30. But we still have a whole evening... With yeah. kids, and the fact is, is that we both made those kids. They're yep. not just mine, right? They're not just yours. Yep. they they belong to both of us. And so, and that's where I think that I'm not right in saying I'm not wrong in saying, "Can you help me with this?" Right. Half of their DNA is yours. Can you help me? And, um, you know, we it's something we still struggle with. But you know, um, Monday night you went back to work, and I did the evening thing alone um tuesday night you went to the movie and i did the even and last night i was on the couch and i literally could not get myself up and i said "Can you please put your children to bed and you did and thank you you're welcome i did not have it in me at that point
0: yeah so so the whole the whole thing is here is enjoying common interest sometimes it's very dangerous you know it, it is extremely dangerous especially when things are like this it is important for us to not bond with other people around our passions with
1: the opposite sex
0: with the opposite sex yeah with,
1: I, I will say absolutely hands down with the opposite sex um when I I had a very close friend in and this is sad I'm going to use high school because that's when I started dating you um I had a very close friend who was a guy and um it became difficult to separate and sort that out in between my feelings for you and my feelings for him. And so there came a point. I mean, granted, I graduated and I haven't seen him since, um, but there came a point where I had to say, you know, I cannot share with him the things that I would have before because now I have you. Right. Okay. And and I had to make that decision, which was a big decision at 18, right. like 17. Um but I will say that, especially women, we need someone. I have someone. Mm-hmm. I, I have my Sarah, who I am forever grateful that the Lord sent her to me. Right. And be, because there has to be, there, not only in your marriage do you have to be authentic and transparent and real, but you have to have someone else that... Of the same sex that you can be that with, too. Right. Someone who's going to love you unconditionally. Someone who, when I'm like, I cannot stand my husband anymore. I need to be able to say that to someone who is not only not going to judge me, but going to love me anyway and say, it's okay, honey, you're going to get through it. Yeah. You know? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I, I, I told her that. Recently, actually.
0: (laughs) I I imagine so.
1: (laughs) And, And she was right. And I worked through it. And, you know, I'm on the other side of that now. So where I agree, emotional bonds with someone, sharing your passions with someone who's not your spouse is very dangerous of the opposite sex.
0: Right. Now, um, did any of that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Uh, The one of the things is, um, is that you should be very careful, especially with the opposite sex of even mentioning anything about you and your spouse and your relationship. That's, you know, uh, it's just opening the door for all kinds of issues. If you're talking about issues of any type with the opposite sex, um, you know, such as, you know, "Ah, I'm so frustrated with my wife right now. You know, she she wants me to come home and, and do this and she can't even do this for me. If you, you kind of say anything in passing, right? It just opens. It's, it's like, dangerous. If, if you've got somebody who ha who shows an interest in you and they see a weakness in that relationship there, it promotes all kinds of thoughts that shouldn't be there. Right. And what was really funny is, uh, if you listen to the sermon that our pastor did, uh, over at watermarkcc.net, um, It'll be online. And the thing is is that or it's actually already online. The he talked about the fact that you he says there are people he knows that he's been close to that have had adulterous affairs. And he says, if you think that well, I don't need to worry about that because look at me, you know, nobody's right. he goes, I've seen some people that <laughs> I said, <laughs> Seriously? He said he's said, he's said in an adulterous I mean, who would want to <laughs> and, and it was really funny. That's funny. But you, you do. You just have to avoid those kind of yeah. connections, those kind of relationships. Do you
1: know that um, I'm very careful around everyone about sharing my issues with you? Mm-hmm. Everyone. I, I have the one person. Yep. And I will tell you, it is not my parents. <laughs> Right but um that, that's that's a whole nother yeah, that's, that's a whole, a whole other issue altogether, but um but I would I mean obviously I okay, anyway, what I think you just need to be on guard on of that in any circumstance, yeah not but I mean I understand what you the the yeah. subject topic that you want to stick to today
0: yeah if you if you start confiding in some in somebody of the opposite sex about your marriage. You are on a slippery slope. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, uh, Daniel's in our chat room. He says, "What do you think about bragging about your spouse or pre-spouse to others?" Absolutely. Brag Absolutely. away. Absolutely. Brag away.
1: Especially if they're around.
0: Yeah. Exactly. I mean,
1: not only if they're around. Yep. But especially if. Yep. It, it, and the opposite is true. The opposite is true of of um. The opposite is also true. Don't
0: put down put down yeah don't your
1: your spouse in front of others exactly yeah yeah And especially if you're a wife exactly don't that that's one thing husband's yeah, desire to crush respect your husband, yeah
0: husband's desire respect more than anything else and women wives desire love more than anything else and uh yeah. Right
1: now, I desire food more than anything. Else. I know. It's Let's go on to number three. <laughs> All
0: right, uh, number three is anticip- You know, if, if you got to be time when you start, if, when you find yourself mm-hmm. anticipating time spent with another person, right. you've got I really be can't issue. wait to
1: get to work so that I can see Joe. You exactly. know, that's dangerous. Quit your job and move away.
0: That, matter of fact, that's what our pastor said. Really? Because yeah, I haven't
1: listened. To he that. said,
0: "He said, if you need to move, move. If you yeah. need to quit your job." Quit your job. Absolutely. I don't don't have another job lined up. I don't care. Quit your job. Whatever you have to do, break, break that. Get rid of that out Mm -hmm. of your life because, you know, you you're in dangerous territory. Ask yourself, is it worth it? Do you want to one day sit down and have a conversation with your children and say, I love you guys and, you know, sure, I love your mommy, but having sex with this other person is more important to me than keeping us all together as a family. Right. You know, is that a conversation you want to have with your kids? Because mm-hmm. sure, you may never say those words, but uh, well, that's exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, so there you go. Uh, now, flirt with flirt whenever possible. Now, there are some people out there that they are just natural flirters. Right. Some people aren't. You know, and I'll tell you what, you've got to be careful with this. Joking yeah. around. You know. Um. You know, if you're a physical touch person. You know, you've got to watch, you know, you are touching. You got to watch the hugs, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, all of these things. And I don't know, you know, I guess some people really struggle with this. But if I can tell you right now that if I found somebody, if, if I found another woman out there who was extremely physically attractive and and all of a sudden it's like if she were to hug me, it would it would be it would be more than just a hug in my mind
1: right absolutely
0: i mean if if there seemed to be some kind of really powerful physical attraction no no other attraction other than just physical attraction if i received a hug from that person it it, it being that i'm being that you communicate love through to me in in my top two ways number 1 words of effect, or words of encouragement and number 2 physical touch to me, you've communicated something to me beyond, hi, how you doing? It's good to see you. Mm-hmm. And, and you just have to be careful of that and understand just because you think, well, I, I'm just a huggy kind of person. I'm just a touchy kind of person. Uh, putting your hands on somebody's shoulder uh, when you're sitting down talking to them at the office, not necessarily a good idea. Mm-hmm. Being careful with those kind of things. So, uh, And and so sometimes flirting is not intentional, but Sometimes flirting is intentional, and and sometimes flirting is joking around with flirt- flirting. Wow, you looking pretty hot today! It's like, no, yeah, cut that stuff out. All right, and here is number five. Yeah, you know, this is this is number five. Make excuses and rationalization about your actions. So, if all of a sudden you if you are all of a sudden sitting there feeling certain feelings, you're you find yourself uh attaching to somebody else emotionally and talking to them about things that maybe you probably understand you shouldn't be or you're anticipating time it's like you know stop using rationalizations such as well if she would only do the dishes or if she would only uh just come home and say i'm so excited that you're home and why don't you take your feet off and relax i know you've been working so if she would just do that I- I would. I wouldn't have to go do this. <laughs> if she
1: would just do that, you'd be dead and in heaven. So
0: you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So stop making excuses and stop making, uh, you know, right. rationalization. Well, if the if you find is, yourself doing that, saying, "Well, if my wa- if my spouse would only do this, I probably wouldn't feel this way." That that's one step closer to a, to an and issue And that's probably in
1: your not the truth. No, you know, um the fact is is that your wife is on the other side saying if he would just get up off his fat butt, I would do this you yeah. know, and so if he would just recognize me, I would do that you know so it goes it,
0: it goes both it ways. goes both
1: ways absolutely
0: the, that's the one thing in all the marriage stuff that you and I have gone through and and stuff like that is that I can never change you. Nope. I cannot change you. There's nothing I can do to make you change who you are. But I can change how I treat you and how I treat you will sometimes uh, make changes in the way Mm -hmm. you feel about me. Mm -hmm. Does that make
1: sense? Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: You if if you if you got a wife that is you know stubborn, ar- arrogant, and uh, obstinate, and blah 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 got blah. Got any
1: other choice words? Exactly.
0: There. <laughs> and and but you sit there and say, listen, I I love this woman, and and I I'm devoted to this woman, and I'm going to serve this woman, and I'm going to treat her like a queen. She may not be a queen right now, in my opinion, but I'm going to treat her as a queen because that's what. I, I've made a commitment to this marriage, and and if I don't treat her like a queen, I may one day lose her. And so, I, and I don't want to lose her. And and you start taking notice and take taking interest, things can change. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't do that to manipulate your spouse, but you just you just say, you know what? I'm serving. I, I'm in a relationship where I'm called to serve someone else and to be there for someone else. This isn't all about me, right? Does that make sense? It does. Cool. It does to me. All right. So so in the sermon kind of just like took a twist from there. Okay. And then it went into ways to to reduce the re to to reduce the risks. Okay. Obviously some of that's just obvious by restating the things we've already talked right, about. You
1: can just flip around the
0: Exactly. However, um here are a couple things that I want to share. Uh will you do me a favor? There's a little link up there for Bible Gateway or it just might say Bible. Will you look up Proverbs five eighteen through twenty? I'd love for you to look that verse up for me. All right. So um, what it, was it? It is Proverbs chapter five, verses eighteen through twenty. You got it. Mm-hmm. All right, great. So anyway, um, how to re- how to radically reduce the risks? So here here's the thing. Number one, the the important thing for us, especially us who are believers is to grow in our relationship with Christ. And um, this is this is extremely important because, of course, this is where we understand that, that we've made a covenant not just with this person that we're living with, who's our roommate, <laughs> but also that we've made a covenant with God, that this is a person that I'm devoted to and that I am agreeing to serve for the rest of my life together with them. And so if you are continuing to grow in your relationship with God, you'll find that you'll see a source of encouragement. What's wrong, Steph?
1: It's funny. That's all.
0: What, the verse? Yeah. Okay. Um, The next one is uh, avoiding the risk. Never be alone with with the wrong people. Mm -hmm. All right? Now, our pastor made a point to say wrong people he he says you know it used to be he would probably say you know the opposite sex but he actually made a point to say never be along with alone with the wrong people okay and he says that you have to understand that there are some people out there that that you know where men they're physically attracted to men and right. women are physically attracted to women absolutely and just understand that and and be cautious of that because you don't you you, you got to be careful where you're at. I mean, you know, um, when the the was it Ted Haggard? Is that was his name? That that pastor in Colorado that I, that you didn't hear about that? Though. I'm sure I did. But it's the it was a Protestant pastor of a big huge mega church that ended up uh, being exposed in an adulterous ar- affair with a young man. Okay. And, uh,
1: I know and, and he says, I our don't. pastor
0: was talking about the fact that, that, you know, when that story broke and, and was out in the news, he was at a conference with a bunch of other pastors and they were having conversations. I was like, oh, how could, and, and he's like, listen, guys, what are we doing here? Uh, how, how can we sit here and pass judgment on that? And as if, as if that could never happen to us, mm-hmm. and he says, you just got to understand don't, don't be alone with the wrong people. All right, uh, this is for me, I um, I just had an invitation this week for, come from a very, uh, very good friend in the social media world. Asked, you know, says, hey, I'm going to be in town for a book signing and I would love to meet up if you have an opportunity. And now she didn't say I'd like to meet with you alone uh, and she didn't exclude you. She didn't include you. And I and I said, oh, that would be great. My wife and I would love to come meet with you. Right. I was very intentional with the words that I chose that, yeah, my wife and I would love to meet up with you. And and in fact, you know, and, 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 and I know that she didn't take that the wrong way and, mm-hmm. and that, that, but this is, this is how I communicate. I, I would well, not. This is
1: something we dealt with very early on, mm-hmm. um, with you being in ministry. There were oftentimes when young women would call you. And when I say young women, I mean, you know, our age at the time, and, you know, can you come do this or this? And there had to, there came, there came a point when we had to stop that, when that was, yeah, it was no longer okay.
0: Yeah. It, it, well, it was, it
1: was never okay.
0: It was never okay, but it, it, it was naively I would go and I would spend two or three hours talking with this person and it's like, and it became uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's like the kind of things you're talking about, these should not be talked about right. with me should, And it's certainly not here with us alone. No, no, this this is wrong. And not that I, I had that conversation with that person. It's just like I came back home and I talked with Stephanie. I'm like, this isn't right. And and I went to our head pastor at the time. I said, you know, what do I do here? He's like, listen, it's a good time to talk about some, you know, some pretty decent ground rules that you might want to set for yourself. And that's where this kind of stuff came around. Mm-hmm. But, but again, never be alone with the wrong people. All right. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll you'll be able to find out real quickly who the wrong people is. But but you have to be con ca- ca- cautious of that. Yes. Conscious, absolutely. conscious, Conscience. conscious of it, it. Got it. All right. So never talk badly about your marriage to the wrong people. And again, this isn't just the opposite sex. This is just the wrong people mm-hmm. uh, and, and could include even your parents. So <laughs> uh, surround yourself. Now, here's the, I love this one. If you want to have a strong marriage, surround yourself with people who have strong marriages. You know, somebody who has a marriage. I mean, not every, nobody has a perfect marriage. You listen to Family from the Heart, you know that. I wouldn't that.
1: want a perfect marriage.
0: I don't want a perfect marriage either. Because then we are, we don't, nobody could relate to us. Then
1: we're not, uh, nobody could relate. We're not growing. We're not changing. We're...
0: Right. Uh, but... The other thing now, my our pastor did not say this, but I would say avoid people who have, you know, avoid consistently hanging out with people who have a um, toxic relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, not that you avoid those people and you say I'm cutting you off, but you know, if if you're if you're hanging out with a couple that that, that happens to be a friend of yours, you've been friends for years, but their marriage is on the rocks, and you're you're hanging out with them consistently and you're doing that more than you are hanging out with people with good marriages you got to be careful cuz one of the th- we've been around situations like that and Stephanie's going off with the girl and Cliffs going off with the guy and the guys spouting off negativity about so and so and same is going on with Stephanie you know there's uh, and and it's like all of a sudden that that can tend it's like wow you know what wow it, it can point out some some tender spots in your own relationship mm-hmm. it's like wow yeah, I'm kind of discontent in that area myself. And and it causes you to focus on some things that maybe you know you wouldn't have focused on otherwise. And whereas if you focus on people, you hang around with some people who, who have a healthy relationship or a healthier relationship, sometimes you get around with them and you see the love and an admiration that they speak towards their spouse. That can really be a source of encouragement and inspiration on how you can do your relationship in a better way. Yes. All right. So... Um, avoid inappropriate places and situations. And again, um, you know, that can be, you know, driving alone in a car. I, I will not do that with a woman. I, it's just not going to happen. Uh, I could see, I could see a circumstance where I might be out of town and, and you're going to a conference or something like that. And you're and in, and something happens last minute. I would like to avoid that at all costs. Uh, but even our pastor says there are times when it's just like, you know, it, the circumstances are what they are. And it's like, it's really awkward. He says, just make sure that's always awkward. And it is always right. It's always a, how can I avoid this? If the it next feels time?
1: comfortable, then something's wrong.
0: Yeah. If, if it just feels comfortable that you're having lunch with somebody of the opposite sex and nobody else is there, there's an issue. So, uh, yeah, go see to that. Um, the other thing he says, avoid uh, inappropriate places and situations. He says, as much as we love Facebook and we encourage you to plug in and have relationships with other people, he says there are some of you out there who you all of a sudden just got a friend request from a girl that you had a crush on in high school, and you're spending a little bit too much time looking at her profile pictures, you know, and thinking, "Wow, wow, I I dated her and I let her go," you know. It, you're you're spending a little too much time there. And I think. And he says sometimes it's time to unplug. Okay. It's time to unplug, and and that's an inappropriate place, and you need to avoid that. Mm-hmm. All right. Invest passionately in your marriage. Now, here's where the verse comes in. In, Invest passionately in your marriage. If you have young kids listening, uh, your kids need to hear this. No, seriously. Uh, But but maybe when they're a little older, and you have this talk. So, with that being said, Stephanie, will you read what Proverbs five verses eighteen through twenty says? Yes, I'll try. (laughs) She's gonna try.
1: May your fountain be blessed. And may you rejoice in the wife of your youth, a loving doe, a graceful deer. This is the good part. (laughs) Sorry. May her breast satisfy you always. May you ever be captivated by her love. Why be captivated, my son, by an adulteress? Why embrace the bosom of another man's wife?
0: May her breast bring you pleasure all the days of your life.
1: It says always.
0: I know. I'm just uh, (laughs) paraphrasing. Got it. Exactly. But here's here's the verse that the word that um, our pastor pulled out. It is the word captivated. And he says, when you go back to the original language, it is the word is be ravished by, be enraptured, be intoxicated, be consumed by that love for your for the for the wife of your youth. Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. The spouse of your youth? you need to
1: wife of your year.
0: okay so you need to that's how your love needs to consume you and and if you don't have that work on that seriously work on that in your marriage and and by the way uh, some great things how can you do that get transparent with your spy mm-hmm. spouse have some conversations kids out of the room go away get alone with your spouse regularly Uh, Go out on dates often. That's something Stephanie and I, every every week we go out on a lunch date by ourselves. Yes. Uh, We try to go out on date nights without the kids on a consistent basis. And uh, we're going to start incorporating about once, at least every six months, we're going to try every quarter going away for a weekend without the kids. Mm -hmm. Because I want to be enraptured and consumed and intoxicated by the love that I have for my wife who has breasts that will forever please me. So... That's It's a scriptural, yeah, biblical Thank you for thing.
1: that humiliation. <laughs> Whatever. I, no, I'm just kidding. I, so, I'm kidding. So
0: grow in your relationship uh, with God together. Pray together. Uh, study, you know, talk about your relationship with God together. Uh, and, and by the way, for those of you who are struggling in this area, um, get help if you need it. You know, don't be afraid to seek uh, a professional counselor. And James says, "I can't believe he went there. I, 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 I am enraptured." Oh, hold on, hold on. I am enraptured by my wife, and and finally, it gets better. Here is the best thing you can take away from this week. You're going to say it right, right? Yes. Okay. Get naked. Naked. You need to get naked with your spouse. Naked. You that, you just got to do it. You know, um, basically, the, you know, you've and, and this comes from my pastor. I will give him full credit for this,
1: <laughs> but
0: I love it. I love this. Listen the some people say the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence and and by golly sometimes you just need to water your own lawn all right <laughs> quit neglecting watering the own lawn yeah, it's t- awesome t- take take care of business get naked get the kids out of the room get the kids out of the house and uh and get naked and and it's all good so anyway my friends that Is how you can avoid an adulterous relationship. Oh, what's so funny?
1: Oh, it's not funny. He's trying to be funny, but Troy, that's not funny.
0: Okay. So, anyway, um, we just want to say thank you to all of you out there listening to Family from the Heart. A little deeper topic today, but, uh, you know, this is what's going on in our family. We're talking about, you know, things that just. Happen to be on our mind. Not that we're dealing with our right. daughters. I the
1: was fact just making sure you were going to clarify. That. Yeah,
0: the clarification is there is that this was something that I thought that that occurred this weekend. We there was. This, this. is
1: something that we do take measures to, yeah. avoid.
0: Exactly. This is something that Absolutely. we think about. How do we? How do we continually keep the passion alive in our relationship so that we can avoid a divorce? Both Stephanie and I come from divorce households. Uh, divorced families and and broken homes, and it was not fun for either of us. And and we desire to give our children the gift of a of a of a marriage that is worth looking up to, and and something that can be inspirational and encouraging to them. Something that they can you know say you know I, I want to have that give and take, and I want to see you know the I want to see sparkles in my spouse's eyes, you know, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I want to see fireworks. So anyway. Firework. We want to say thank you to Mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com. Go to Mardell.com today. Check out all the the CDs, the books, the movies, the uh, Sunday school materials, the small group Bible study materials, uh, books on how to improve the passion and intimacy in your marriage, there are a lot of great resources like that at Mardell.com.
1: Absolutely. Matter
0: of fact, just go there and look for the marriage and family section and type in, type in just type in sex. I, I've never done that at Mardell. I wonder if you can just do that. Mardell.com. I wonder if you can just type in naked if that pulls up anything else. So I'm going to type in naked. Clifford! Uh, naked and cold. No, it didn't pull up. No? No. But let's just type in sex because sex should definitely pull up something. Oh, yeah. Love, sex, and God. Sex and the new you. Uh, How to talk confidently with your children about... Let's see. How and when to tell your kids about sex. What's love got to do with it. Um, Everything. You know, a chicken's guide to talking turkey. Okay, so there's a lot of other things in here. But I'm sure that there are books in here that talks about how to have good sex with your spouse. And I encourage you to get one of those books. Buy yourself some candles. And, and, and I don't really
1: need candles
0: have some fun no you don't need them but anyway no. Mardell.com M-A-R-D-E-L dot com and by the way use <laughs> promo code <laughs> sounds like you got the title for wh- this one what is that
1: <laughs> I, n- nothing go ahead
0: <laughs> oh okay anyway use the promo code G-S-P-N in the shopping cart and you'll get 10% off your order and it also says thank you to Mardell.com for sponsoring family from the heart. May God richly bless you guys. We'll talk to you next week. And until next time, join Join the the community.
1: community.